Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is Counter Culture. It's a continuation of the conversation of how we share the faith in the modern world. A couple of things we brought up in that conversation led us to more conversation, and so we're having another one on what parts of our culture we need to be in harmony with or aware of and other parts that perhaps we need to be a little bit different to make a point of being different in fact. I'm your host Peter Holmes and today I'm joined by Daniel Eng, Director of Sydney Centre for Evangelisation in the Sydney Archdiocese. Welcome Daniel. Great to be with you. And I'm also joined by Ryan Galliott, resident geek, artist and co-host today. Welcome Ryan. Hello. Before we get started, just a reminder that if you like the show, you should subscribe on your podcast app and that way you won't miss an episode. So getting into the topic countercultural, I'm going to throw the box straight away in terms of the culture itself. Um, you've had an experience <laughs> of quite a f- different cultures in your as you grew up. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's one of those things you learn very quickly <laughs> uh, to see the individual over the culture. <laughs> well, at least right. I've had to, uh, in, a, in order to communicate because it's so easy to forget which culture you're in or how to deal with people. And in a way yeah, that they would, really... They would behave differently, for example. Like, for example, you, if you went into a parish in the, in the Philippines or in, in another place, you, you, would, you would get a different kind of reaction from people. They would. But, I mean, I guess from at least my experiences, a, a person is a person. And, you know, we, there are things that we find similar across different cultures, you know. Uh, whether it's we're fans of The Simpsons or <laughs> we like particular food. Um, and you can always find ways to connect. Uh, at which point with this topic, we can talk about how, um, how those, those points of connect, uh, connecting with others really help with evangelization. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to speak about Christ directly or explicitly, I guess. Talking about the culture, though, um, it's not only an internal thing, but it's an external thing. So sometimes the mm. culture... Um, for example, uh, when I visit, um, there's a Filipino Catholic community here in Sydney, and when I visit them, it's always a little bit of a, a, an interesting experience because it's not the <laughs> culture I'm used to. Or yeah. when I go and see my Lebanese friends or my Melkite friends or the, um, mm. or the, the Chinese uh, community here in Sydney, always a very different experience. And they express their piety and their faith in quite different ways. And in many mm. respects, it's tied up with where, you know, the culture of origin, so to speak. Yeah. I wonder, though... If there's a universal kind of difference in the way the Catholics do being uh, do do culture, if you like, yes, um, and that's the question we're coming to uh, today. I think we could talk about the the big topics, for example, that uh, John Paul II talks about. You know, the culture of death versus the culture of life, and things like that. But even in just the basic, simple acts we do in day to day life, uh, work, university, of of being firm in saying yes or no to something. Um, Firm, but honesty, you mean? Yeah, and and it makes a big difference, and it, it many times it leads people to say why, you know, ask ask us why, and that can lead to a conversation in itself. Yeah, yeah. I got um, given too much change once in the in the supermarket, and I went back to them to hand them, the, and I argued with them for about fifteen minutes at the counter before they realised I was trying to give them money. <laughs> They were saying, "No, no, no. We haven't. We don't owe you anything. No, no. I'm, I made the mistake." And then the guy said, "Why? Why? We've never seen this happen before." That's yeah. right. You know, I think that that I think Ryan's absolutely right. When you when you're living out as a Christian life, 
it's it's amazing how the the small can actually impact people. You know, the stopping for prayer, how we relate to our own families, how we keep our homes. You know, the, all the things that I suppose we take for granted in some ways that we've just built over the years and practices that we might um, hold dear. Yeah. And it's it's amazing how that can have. A, a huge impact on people. It arouses the curiosity. It it kind of just triggers, and sometimes I think it just speaks to something that they're looking for. Whether it's kind of the discipline or the order of Christian life, or whether it's the the way that we suffer or the way that we might have a concern for those well outside of our own tight knit family circle. All of those little gestures and signs, I think, you know, what, what a great way of sharing the gospel. Yeah. If we react like everyone else around us, then we just look like everyone else around us. That's but, right. Uh, That's the, it. The differences should be good differences. They should be ones which stand out and show the love of Christ. Sorry, Ryan? It's, it's those differences that just, it pulls us apart simply because it, it responds to truth, love, kindness, faith, hope, you know, as, as the core right. of what those actions are. I'm going to be a little bit controversial now and say, what about the countercultural things which aren't necessarily directly about being like loving? So, for example, yeah. um, I think public singing is almost completely gone from Western society, um, mm. except maybe when uh, my team won the grand final. There was a lot of public singing then. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 it would be hard pressed to call it harmonic. So, <laughs> but the, the point is that it's not a usual thing to do. And when you see the guys no. in the change room belting out their team song, it's not a pretty sight. The kind of public singing in a church isn't done. Like I remember growing up around yeah. the piano and, and singing along with the family at Christmas or whatever. That's not really a part of ordinary average job culture, you know. Um, mm. That's a real point of difference. And people get a little weirded out by it when they walk into church. And, you know, people are going, here, here's the word, sing along. And they're going, dude, <laughs> back off. There is good Christian weird and there is bad Christian weird. Let's admit that, you know, and... Um, you know, we can be a bit Amish at times. We've got to try and, you know, apologies to all the Amish <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah, you know, it 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 is like culturally we, and this is my kind of sense of uh, yearning in the church is that we need to build or rebuild our Christian or our Catholic culture. Uh, you know, in, in many ways, you know, we don't see the great arts uh, pieces of artwork or the great Catholic literature that we did necessarily in previous generations. Um, and I think, you know, all, having that, those cultural monuments to the contribution of faith um, and having those monuments in the public square. What do you mean by that? Is Sorry, something Daniel, that cultural monuments to the faith. Look, I, I think in, in many ways, it's like discipleship. We don't talk about discipleship. Then no one will know that it's there and it's something that we should be striving for. Right. And I think if we don't show the beauty of the church, if we don't have, we don't commission art, you know, pieces of art or if we don't dedicate um, resources to our musicians and to excellence in our um, artistic language and cultural forms, then I think we're a lot worse off and i think our society is worse off we, we are not here to kind of establish a theocracy here in australia no the best thing that church can be in the public square is to be itself and it has a contribution to make yeah that's a good point daniel i personally have known a lot of catholics who have wandered off to hillsong at various times and their reason almost always is not doctrinal it's to do with the fact that mm -hmm. they feel uplifted by the music um now yep. they have a different view of music than i do obviously 
Um, mm. I like all kinds of music, but usually go for a particular kind in church. But what's interesting is they almost always come back for the Eucharist, and when they hear mm. the the hymn or the or the the chant of the church's liturgy, it just touches something quite deep in them because it's so other, it's different from culture. It's so yep. other. It's like and there's a great story of the Orthodox Ru Russians coming down and coming across the Orthodox liturgy and saying it felt like we we're in heaven um, because wow. it's so different from the rest of the world. Um, yep. That alienness can be off-putting, as you said, Daniel. Uh, and if we if we make it about the the weirdness, then it can really weird people out. <laughs> you know what? You don't get our weirdness. Yeah. Go away. No, that's not what we're on. But that weird. Yeah, just because the gospel's relevant doesn't mean that we are right. You, yes. you, you, and this is the thing with with, with culture. You're it, the it, it's it's quotes tonight, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, look, we all we all live we all live in a culture which is not of our construction and 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 not of all of our preference or necessarily in alignment with our faith. So it, it's a balance, for, at least for me, in my personal experience, and I'm sure there's a, there's a million ways to live this, but you can't engage with something you negate. So if if you're not going to engage in culture at all, then evangelization is going to be pretty difficult. It's just right. why there's the argument to be made that, you know, it's not about necessarily starting a new Catholic culture, but helping what we have develop in relationship to, in conversation with the culture of the world around us. Yeah. So uh, we, can, yeah. we can go both ways with that. One is one way we can sort of pine after a culture which is a sort of mythical past because it almost yeah. never actually matches up with what was in the past, but we can pine after an idealistic view of the past or mm. we can hand everything over to whatever the world's doing right now and just give up our own uniqueness, uh, which is also a disaster in, mm. in G.K. Yeah. Chesterton says, if you marry yourself to this age, you're a widow in the next. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that's right. And that's I think right. that's the thing about tradition as we understand Catholic tradition. It's it's this resource of practices and ways of living and and um, artworks and literature that all of that is actually a resource rather than a burden from the past. It allows us to think and dream and imagine and engage with the present and look to a future with resources that this is the, the the wonders of our catholic tradition so you know it's 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 such a privilege to be catholic uh, in this moment i think we are uniquely placed to offer our faith and our tradition to a culture which is searching for meaning um, the secular scheme of salvation hasn't worked out and and people are hungry and desire more than they currently have and what a time for us to bring forward those treasures new and old that's probably a really good point to sort of wind the whole discussion up daniel in the sense that catholics have always gone into a new place and looked for the need now, in Australia, we've got a situation where a lot of the traditional ways that Catholics have done mission, like hospitals and schools and and other things, are corporatized. And you can't just wander in and say, I'm setting up a school. The government might have something to say about that. Um, yes. And you can't just wander in. And even now, setting up a childcare centre is, is very you know fraught with all kinds of, um, legitimately and properly so, mm. um, with regulations, etc. But when we look around, there's no shortage of needs. The, people are lonely. There's a great, great crisis of mental health. There are people whose families are yeah. failing them. And there's all sorts of yearning for belonging and, and friendship, genuine friendship, the familial kind of friendships um, that we can feel quite easily just by being there with those people and, and gathering around them when times get tough. 
I I think I'm with Daniel on this, and the the modern methods, if you like, give us a, an opportunity to do it in new and exciting ways too. Absolutely, and the greatest unmet need I think in our time is is a spiritual poverty. It, there's no doubt that even with the pandemic, people have seen their ordinary lives fall between their hands, and many still suffer today in a sense of isolation and hmm. and mortality, uh, employment, whatever it might they have be. A sense of oh, mortality, mortality yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's right. It's come home to us in the West in a way which perhaps we haven't necessarily experienced in quite the same way. So, you know, we, we've always met need. That's the great tradition of the church. We've always been there in every generation to meet needs and needs that Caesar was not meeting. So today, as we as we look at our mission of evangelization, what's the need around us? I mean, we all know the quotes and where, where are the needs around us that, to which we need to respond like Mary McKillop and that's our call right now, and that's something we can all do something about. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's what gives me hope. And what's what's missing in society is things things like this isn't the only one, but things like good listeners. Most of us don't have the time yeah. or the or the space to listen. Sorry, uh, it doesn't mean we have yeah. to agree with people. We just have to listen. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, it, it, the culture of outrage we live in at the moment is a cry to be heard. Yep. You know, but, you know, everyone is looking for a platform or something to be angry about. And the social media seems not to be a cry to notice me. You know, please yeah. notice me. Please, that's I'm right. significant. That, yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Matthew Tan's got some really interesting thoughts on the whole internet as a form of prayer, the, the idea that if I want to feel in touch with something bigger and, and I want to feel important, I reach out for to someone to notice me and yeah. for me to talk. And uh, it's Wait, in a either. sense people are reaching out. Sorry, Fox. The great yeah. ether that is the internet. The great ether that is the internet. <laughs> the <laughs> algorithms of Google, which are yeah. all wise and knowing. Anyway, yeah. all right. And, and that's part of the challenge, I think, you know, you, when, when you, even with online evangelization, you know, that, that people want to be seen, but they don't necessarily want to be known. There's a sense that, you know, it's, it's such a, a tensive relationship with digital forms of evangelization that, you know, you're living privately, publicly. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, you need the online outreach, but you also do need human community you do. because too much privacy is, you know, yeah. uh, is a nightmare. So you, we've, we've got to be discerning in the way that we evangelize today and use all of the tradition that we have in hand to, to find the best ways to share the gospel and know what the limits are of, you know, the forms of media that we're using as well as the possibilities. Sometimes, though, if I can come back to the cultural question, Sometimes our culture that we project, we send a message that they have to change to our culture in order to be Catholic. Um, there mm. are a number of blokes that I know who who were quite shocked to hear that I was a Catholic. Um, I play online games and it gets quite involved and there's thing, you know, the the uh, it gets quite tense sometimes and and uh, there's a bit of uh, argy bargy back and forth. I mean, they admitted, you know, you're not as not as uh, forthright with language as we are, but uh, you know, I'm prepared to kill them in the game if that's necessary, um, and it seems to be necessary more more often than not. Um, but the point is, is that um, they were a bit surprised because there's a kind of a Ned Flanders kind of projection of Catholicism sometimes. <laughs> yep. You know, the whole very proper. Oh no, we don't say that. You know, strum diddly umptious kind of thing. Whereas when when we're prepared to have a beer and sit down and maybe talk with the truckie in his own language, maybe actually, yeah. you know empathize with someone who's having a genuine run in with the law or you know not that we disagree with the law but just in terms of actually not projecting a kind of 
clean cut Ned Flanders image, but actually trying to go where the people were. Like Jesus ate with tax collectors and prostitutes. You know, th- th- that, that's a messy evangelization right there. It's the kind of thing Pope oh, Francis absolutely. has been calling us to. Yeah. Sorry. And that is the most difficult mission fields, I'm sure. We're all looking, you know, we have the Christmas experience where we were very close to, to Christmas now. And you can imagine that, you know, it, there's all sorts of family dynamics happening around the Christmas table for so many. And that can be the, one of the hardest mission fields, right? And um, and they know what they're, they're really like, whatever we might project out there in the public square. Our families know what we're like. <laughs> and um and that's a hard mission field, but that's a great testing ground. It's with colleagues, it's it's with, you know, the uh, tradies on site, whatever it might be. You know, we don't have to be um, puritanical or pretend to be perfect. We, I think the most attractive thing about the Gospels, there's room for growth, there's room for development, there's room for forgiveness. And, and that's, ironically, is one of the most attractive things about the church is that, you know, yeah, we... we 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 are imperfect, but committed to... And everyone to... else talks about acceptance, but the church actually yep. accepts. Everyone else talks about yep. inclusion, but they do that by sort of pretending there's nothing to, nothing to worry about, whereas the <laughs> church acknowledges, yes, there's actually dirt there, but we're going to yep. take you anyway. We're, we're going to embrace the leper. We're going to embrace all the warts and all yep. and bring you in because you're just like us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, that, that's the joy of the gospel, right? I think in many ways we misunderstand what that joy looks like it's a paschal joy right it's you know jesus wasn't happy all the time he didn't always things didn't always go to plan but he was always joyful he was. because he knew knew he knew the father's love even on the cross he knew the father's love and that's the joy that you know you don't have to be perfect yeah. to be fulfilled that's very perfect I, to be joyful i'd like to put in a, a good word for laughter though because he did actually give his disciples uh, naughty nicknames and and like <laughs> tease them and all kinds of things so he had a bit of fun too that's probably all we've got time for for this podcast. So thank you very much for joining us, Daniel and Vox. Before we go, it's time for shout-outs. What have you got for us, Daniel? Oh, shout-out to all our clergy. I'd actually just like to honour them and thank them for um, their service and commitment. No, it's coming up to a busy time of year, so prayers with them. Yep. And Ryan? Uh, to, to all my creative friends who are actually trying to help to build a new culture up there. Excellent. And I'm going to shout-out to every one of the listeners who faithfully tuned in and listened and given us feedback i really really appreciate it we've hit a big milestone a couple of about a month or so back and it's um it's just humbling to hear to have you on board and it's great and we hope you join many more discussions that's all for now thank you for listening to this catholic life <music>